0: To live and die in L.A. A.K.A. Miami Vile. <laughs> well, yes. Chew on that. Yes, yes. There is there L.A.
1: LA Vile.
0: We're gonna be all over the place because that al- already brings up some review I read that mentions Miami Vice, although it said it makes Miami Vice look like a cotillion, and just a couple uh, of ra- random Google links. Did you did you hit the Ebert review? No, it wasn't no because I saw uh, no it was right. four really? four yeah. stars. And when I see him get, you know, that's that's Tony's area. He obviously didn't cover it. Wait, but. no, no, no. I couldn't
2: find a Siskel and Ebert review. No, we just, there, I
0: just there found an online
1: uh, Ebert review okay. from Ebert. From the paper, yeah. the from day from before it came out, paper. I think November 1985
0: was the release, okay. right? November 1st, yeah, 1985. Yeah. But from his
2: actual newspaper. Actual
0: actual the, article, okay. not a yeah. revisionist piece. Gotcha. Like the straight up. Well, yeah. and not and not from Siskel and Ebert, the show. Because yes. right. that's, yeah, right. that's why it just showed up as a Roger Ebert. Um,
1: yeah, I was trying to triangulate idiot. if at the time it would have like the kind of firepower to warrant being on the show. Because I don't know like how much... You know what the budget was, how much it earned, what no, kind I, of splash I, it made. You know,
0: I think the I think the movie definitely would have been something they would have reviewed. It's just a matter of what they choose. However, they make whether someone pays them, right. or they have the bandwidth, or right, I don't yeah, I don't know right. how they choose. But to me, it would be crazy not to do this because this guy um, was a serious director, and it was dead in the middle of the '80s. And the content, the grittiness, the I mean it was made in 85 This guy William Friedkin Directed it He made um, Exorcist The French Connection Okay And The Exorcist He did make that? Okay I skipped I got After The French Connection I got caught up on uh, Cruising Because I remember that movie Uh, Wait 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 Hold on Cruising
1: (laughs) was the uh, It's the the Pacino uh, movie When he's uh, Uh, He's he's cruising Cruising gay bars Cruising for the murderer Cruising gay bars And from what I recall It was a fucking disaster a
2: train, um, a train wreck. I don't. <laughs> America said no. Yeah, I don't know whether <laughs> it was a no.
0: train, a man-made <laughs> disaster or a natural disaster. Two, two but thumbs down. Right. Yeah, it did not survive the witness test in the real world. So, um, yeah, he made it, the William Friedkin made it in '85. I think the uh, cost six million to make and supposedly made uh, thirteen. Limit sixteen, seventeen million. Everyone says different things online. They say like Wikipedia says it cost six to make and made seventeen point three. But in so many of the reviews, you hear people going back and forth about contrary to, you know, this person, everyone else's belief, this did well at the box office. So then that, you know, then you read in and you read other people are saying it was a a loss or a bomb. Well, a bomb, a, a loss. It, it probably didn't do well if it was. Six million and it only made 17, but at least it made money.
2: Still cross budget. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that they put it in the win column if it makes a dollar more
0: than what they that, spent. That's no what, I what I would mean? think. So I don't know where people were getting their numbers. Certainly, Wikipedia is not the end all be all to anything. So
1: I'm going to guess out of that six million, easily half probably went to the chase car chase scene. Dude. Yeah. That took, yeah.
0: took uh, well, you know, again, it says it took. Four weeks or something to, to, to film that. But then I did a deeper dive, and it says that it took four weeks, probably because they used a freeway on the weekends and shut it down for four-hour increments. But, okay. So you know, it didn't take four weeks. I'd be like, I was, there's six million dollars right there, so that doesn't make sense.
2: I was trying during that scene not to dig too deep, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. But during oh, yeah. that scene, I was having a little bit of a laugh when like the announcer, the radio announcer comes over and he's like, there's a little bit of a backup, tiny little <laughs> yeah. little hiccup for the old commute there in your afternoon yeah. time. Funny. And then it's just like tractor trailers are like, you know, uh, fork fork jackknifed and people are just, it's just mayhem and bedlam. I didn't
0: think when you oh, yeah. said the announcer, I was thinking, wow, I wouldn't have noticed an announcer. The and, radio. And then yeah. right when you said what he said, I was like, oh yeah, I do remember him yeah. saying that. I don't know if it was as he was pulling out of the very end of the chase finally when he got away and it's like yes. that little lead out trailing vocal yeah. of hey, you're gonna find fire. a little
2: you're gonna find a little hiccup on the old morning well, was that home.
1: supposed to be like a goof were they supposed was it was supposed to be. be funny
2: it would have to be, right, be now did
1: it come here's a question did it come across dated to you no okay
2: and the only reason why is because i've done that where i'm like sitting on 128 north getting ready to go to work and yeah. You know how it always bottlenecks right next to the mall, right next to Lowell Street? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. And dude, like, every morning, they'll be like, there's a little bit of a bottleneck. A little <laughs> tiny, a little hiccup of a bottleneck over near yeah. the old Lowell Street Exchange. And you're like, well, it's more than a bottleneck. I'm ready to fucking explode.
1: It reminded me, I mentioned it only because it remind, there were two moments in the picture where I was like, they, it, just, it was humor that didn't quite land. Like yeah, that, yeah. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> the other one, remember when... Uh, I forget the character's name. The backup guy, the good cop. This is a good cop, bad cop thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Finally gets... uh, Vukovic. No, no. So it was... uh, Right. No, it wasn't Vukovic. He was on... What was Peterson's character's name? Um, His was Chance. Chance, right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Chance gets... He gets
1: John Turturro's character in the bathroom, finally. Right. He has an amazing scene at LAX where he's fucking, like, hurtling across, like, the escalators and shit. yeah. Yeah. He finally gets him in there. And then there's, like... It's not a Mexican standoff. But there's, like, because <laughs> <there's laughs> no Mexico. It's a Remember? Los Angelian standoff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Chance gets him in the bathroom. Right. Then Vukovic comes in. And he, no, no, uh, an LAPD guy comes in, yeah. and he gets Chance. And then Vukovic gets the LAPD guy. And then there's some rando at the end who's like, oh, I just came in to take a leak. That's <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. I do love that, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it, hey it man. Was, it was fine. And I'm sure at the time it was a little more charming than it was to my fucking... 21st century ass, but there's always that heavy. It reminded me. It reminded me of that same like. But you
0: yo, love
2: Jim here. There needed to be a little bit of levity. That movie didn't have enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. It might. They do. It, it happened clumsily, which why I, I, which is why I was vacillating between. Is this a really great movie with just some cringe moments that, or is it a really terrible movie? Now let's first of all let's talk about the uh, stupid plot. It's a it's a fine plot. It's uh, how would you describe it, Tony, by your your memory? It. I mean, here's the deal. It's basically, uh,
2: to me, it's a bunch of double crosses that happen to do with money.
0: Yeah, that right? happen at counterfeiting. Yeah, happen the counterfeiting,
2: counterfeiting isn't the the hub of the movie though. It's the no people fucking each other over relentlessly. Yeah. Is, it, what the centerpiece of that movie is. And the money just happens to be like the frosting on the cake. Yeah, I think every,
0: everyone gets Frosted. fucked over repeatedly and I think that... It, it, that I, to me, I thought that was an interesting comment on L.A. being kind of like a facade of sorts. Like, you're, it's very thinly veiled that something's going to go wrong or you're going to get fucked at right. any juncture. And to me, I thought that was kind of interesting where it took place in L.A., which I have to say, I loved all the shooting locations. I love seeing... L.A. in the mid-80s with that, like, what is it? There's a line somewhere here it says, says, this is, I don't know what this is from, actually. I didn't label it, but it says it's a sun-bleached study in corruption and soul-destroying brutality. Okay. This film is by the notoriously erratic but sometimes brilliant William Friedkin is nasty, cynical, and incredibly good. I don't know. Uh, But it's about counterfeiters. Willem Dafoe plays a a counterfeiter who happens to be a painter who happens to burn his paintings and get some sort of joy out of it and William Peterson plays which is a secret service which is yeah 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 something you don't ever think about or realize of course the cops aren't investigating counterfeiting it's a federal thing but then the FBI isn't the secret service is so i don't know that's that's a little bit weird to me but it's pretty much a you know the uh, standard there's a, his partner is retiring in a few days. Oh wants my to God, follow I had up to on, write that down. Yeah. yeah, wants to follow up on one more lead. no backup. Yeah, he's like, no, no, I'll I'll do this solo. Uh, You know, They're at his retirement party three days before, and he's saying, just let me go with you. He's like, ah, you don't need to know everything. Guys,
2: uh... I got this sorted out. (laughs) I got my new fishing rod that I'm going to use in a couple days.
0: That we know you're never (laughs) going to use in a couple days. So he goes out to check out one of his leads, ends up getting killed, and his partner, which I wrote down, is uh, a, a renegade. Was the best word that secret service <laughs> agent Richard Ugh. Chance, who's into base jumping, the new thing in the was, mid eighties? Was, That's right. So yes. It was,
1: again, it was a month ago for me. But was that his entrance in the film? Was him uh, base f- jumping? Base jumping yeah. off the bridge? Yeah, he that was, was standing on, on the bridge. Jumping? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They, they called it really base jumping. Job God, they, okay. thing, yeah. they did a really good job of obscuring the line because you were like. Well, basically,
2: the they put like a uh, like a. Like something that you would find on a on a pair of jumper cables yeah. around the sleeve of his pants. But it, the cable Come came on. out his pant leg
0: like, like the cable wouldn't suddenly get taut and right. blast every seam of your pants off. Dude,
2: it would have like torn his pants off of yeah, his body yeah. and his <laughs> naked corpse would have been like, flat. and they would have been like, what? why was there like a pantsless?
0: Unless the harness was just wrapped around his ball sack, <laughs> then it would just Jesus. rip off his, right. his ball sack. But he was into base jumping, which was supposed to give great you great introduction s- to the character. By yeah. the way, some, yeah. it was supposed to give you some semblance of his state of mind, risk you know, taker, which party dude. You know, who knows if this wasn't a template for um, Die Hard in that moronic Mel Gibson character he played in there?
2: Lethal, lethal, lethal weapon.
0: weapon. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's Bruce Willis. Close though, it is close. I'm not well versed. I mean, listen, and,
2: they're they're all chapters in the same book. That
0: like yeah, that I avoided early reading. Early
2: '90s. Uh, cop that you know the chief is always da- bearing down his neck oh All right take yes. take that chief you know what i mean oh,
0: yeah, yeah, and their chief in but this damn movie? it he gets results yeah <laughs> <laughs> what you just squint and you won't notice he almost destroyed everything on the face of the earth right, in exactly. his path and saved the day by the skin of his teeth listen literally. the
2: mayor is on the chief's ass to get things yeah. done and here uh, comes Chance LaHoopty to jump (laughs) off the bridge with like a jumper cable attached to the sleeve of his pants.
0: And, uh, yeah, and Willie <laughs> <name, please. laughs> I don't remember his last name. <laughs> oh, the, you know, the, the chief is uh, Robert Downey's father. Holy shit. Oh, the wow. old, okay. the oh, older shit. guy with the salt and pepper hair that's kind of Robert, a little Senior. bit more like a comedic actor, if anything, yeah, even, yeah, yeah. Though, even though that's not what he was. But he had kind of a, a little bit of a goofy face. You know
2: what? I Damn. didn't write it down in my notes, but I do remember thinking to myself, like, this dude's a little bit miscast. And I only say that because I wanted a more cliche chief.
0: Oh yeah,
2: you know what I mean. I wanted a more like, like, yell until he shatters the window of yeah, his office. Saltier yeah, saltier. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Whether, whether whether it's whether it's just age and being out of shape or it's sheer projection. You just wanted something that was a little bit more chief like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little know? more bite
2: to, yeah. gra-
0: to ground it, or well, like,
2: to sort of like I mean, dude, if we're going to
0: quench that thirst, yeah, I mean, we're you're going, like, going oh, down the road
2: of like
1: just all to have, these have an archetypal cops. character that's yeah. like. Understandable, accessible. Yeah. It's Okay, got you. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it just adds to... Absolutely, I back that. Yeah, yeah. yeah although he did, have, he did have his yelling scenes and stuff, but it, they, they weren't your typical know, police Robert chief Downing. salty. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it that's is. That's a crazy no, point. Um, so I guess...
1: Are
2: we just going to gloss over the opening theme to live and die in L.A. by...
0: Absolutely Barbie not. and
2: the Rockers or whoever the fuck... No, Franks it was, uh, <laughs>
1: it was uh, Wang Chung. Bullshit, was yeah, it? Yeah, they did the whole soundtrack. Oh, dude, you know what? I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Handpicked by Friedkin,
0: if I remember yeah. correctly. Was crazy talk. I would
1: love to know why.
0: I'm sure on YouTube there's a clip
1: of him yeah, yeah. explaining there, there why. Is, but... There
0: is a clip. Um, there is, there is, there's intel on that where it was Friedkin's favorite album, and I forget the name of the album. It obviously probably came out in 1984 because they said it came out the year before. Yeah. And he was listening to it all the time and he just got in touch with them to do the music and gave them the screenplay and they went and just started writing before they even saw the movie. It's amazing. So, it's interesting. It is interesting to read that.
2: When ever you hear like them bust out the title of the movie in a song and like the opening credits it always brings me a little tiny bit of joy oh, yeah. always
1: i mean it's not not in a good way believe me but what about at the time though if you were to, if you watched in the theater in november 1985 and it was a fairly novel know. experience that wasn't happening a lot before then dude when i was a kid and they did it for big trouble in little china uh-huh. you you want to And you roof.
2: remember the end the end credits the song was big trouble in little china uh, yeah. and i'm like all right this wins but it time. wins <laughs> yeah.
0: well also the uh the the opening graphics being in magenta and yellow and kind of hand-drawn yeah yeah like the the color and the the style of the letters was very very dead mid-80s it reminded me
2: of Chuck E. cheese logo
0: yeah it was that was charles that e. was a miss charles entertainment <laughs> <Cheese>. charles <laughs> cheese. entertainment yes. cheese i come back to the other night yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so let's see. Um yeah, To Live and Die in LA is a third studio album by English new wave band Wang Chung. Oof. It was released, oh it was released a month before the movie. I guess they wanted to beat him to the punch. Um that's weird that it's an album by them. I did not realize that. But there is somewhere online and you know I'm looking for it. I'll just end up wasting time because now I'm not sure where I saw it. But they they did say the director really loved it and you know, said something about how perfect they were for the mid '80s, the vibe, or something. And he just kind of—that's that's who he picked.
2: I wouldn't have chosen Wang Chung.
0: I wouldn't not for have. a
2: movie as dirty as this one. Mm-hmm. This was a fucking gritty ass movie. It was, dude. That first, tw- like when the when the partner—they didn't pull any punches, showing him like him. getting his f- head
0: blown off, blown yeah. off
2: with the th- like. Legit, I was like, okay, you know. Zero At first, punches. I was like, all right, well, this it, kind of made up for the Goonie base jumping, yeah, scene, yeah. And then they showed that, and like, dude, the like, I mean, Robocop showed the gross head, but not like this was like full on, yeah,
0: right. They, they, then they, and so they the did extras, use it for the one director, you know what I mean, yeah, so that so he was sensibility just like, is baked in there, <laughs> so what, and I gotta
2: <laughs> wonder what he put on the cutting room floor if that oh, made yeah, it into yeah. the movie, yeah, like, what yeah. made it, what. What didn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
1: I'm glad it made it in, I got to say. It no, sounds no, like it maybe was, it rubbed you the sh- wrong way. but
2: No, it didn't. It didn't at all. It, what bothered me about it was that you have, okay, well, we're going to have Wang Chung do the opening, like, <laughs> to live and die in L.A., wackadoo, pleated pants. And then this dude gets his, like, it just seemed like it needed something more gritty, something a little, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, I'm not going to argue. Just something quickly, a little more street. I,
1: I, I got a little off dis- the cuff who would you have chosen I mean that's a whole other Shit. rabbit hole But I mean, I, like Ice-T do it I kept wondering what it would be like if Tangerine Dream did the soundtrack <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> like, like imbued it with this like quasi fantasy element right, right which just made it like a little bit more surreal but that's again a, another rabbit hole But
0: my exposure to the film was just the film title it always reminded me of Less Than Zero I don't think I ever saw the film for sure Always knew the title and it remind me of a just kind of a gritty Los Angeles movie that I'm sure I've laid eyes on over the years on TV screens, maybe a scene or two. Yeah, see, man, I That's my I, only exposure. I thought you all like grew film. up with this picture.
1: I thought this, so, was, like, uh, this was was a, I thought this was like a seminal part of your childhood. No, no. I, no, it, I saw the
2: first you know oh, what? Uh, when I was a kid I saw the movie up to the point where Defoe throws the bag of money. In the dumpster. Okay. That was as far as I ever made it. Into yeah, a movie. I
0: always re yeah. I always remember that that, that the scene, the dumpster scene and the car pulling away and like the that, Ferrari
2: driving yeah. away. Oh, and that we need to touch on how the fuck everyone in the eighties drove a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how is that even like?
2: What, like, that must have been. They must have been affordable back then, just like an affordable.
0: Yeah, it was, I think it came out right before the Hyundai Excel, and it <laughs> actually cost about fifty-five hundred dollars.
2: Well, you got to think of like, do you, There was a point in time where, me, you, the like, we could all be driving Porsche nine elevens, right, right, because it was like an affordable sports car, right? Yeah, but that they've changed that branding, and it's become like, um, you know, next.
0: We know that Ferraris were always way out of reach, though.
2: But even that model, like the, that was like a three. Oh, 308?
0: yeah, that was a three o. I mean, yeah. like you have Magnum driving it around, and everyone's <laughs> lusting <laughs> after it. Obvious, true, like, yeah. you would see one in Revere by the Squire yeah, once yeah. a summer, yeah, and you'd yeah. be like, oh, this guy's hot as shit. You know, yeah. Now you're like, oh, it's fucking poor slob. Well, actually, <laughs> it now it's a classic. Self. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if only. He drove the worst cars. I worked at the car wash where he would go in Malden. He had the worst cars. They were all brown. Okay. And oh, he, he was had a, a brown car guy. Yeah, and he had a couple of, like, Excalibur, you know, one of those Excalibur remake kit cars. Yes, yes, and he a had like a
2: DeVille's car.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 they're t- terrible. And I, I know he had some sort of Cadillac. I remember them as brown, but that, of course, I could be mixing up with the manager of the place who had, like, progressive lenses, and his name was Dave, and he had a brown Camaro that he, of course, looked like. It was showroom new because he worked at a car wash, sure, so yeah. it was washed all the time. But it was his pride and joy, and I'm just thinking: first of all, it's base a model, man. yeah, and it's base model, yeah. and it's just brown. Right? I mean, it's clean, it's new, but he he just reminded me of my aunt. He was one of those. Uh, What Dave? Yeah, he was, you know, he was a little androgynous, didn't mean to be. He just, you know, kind of... the Camaro
2: with no spoiler.
0: Yes. (laughs) Spoiler. That was a tough one. Yeah. The the spoiler is who you're driving is (laughs) not... Who you think is driving is not driving that car.
2: Dude, one of the things I wanted to get with you real quick on is that... uh, With Tom, is that uh, the... The scene where he was actually making the negatives and the plates for the money. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I love about like movies is when they get shit right that I understand. And yeah. I, I, I used to make plates. I used to make negatives. I was like in that world, and they got everything right Stripping. with one exception. <laughs> well, with there's one fucking exception. The breakaway knife that he used would have never, ever been used for, the, for when he used it. He had yeah. that the thick breakaway knife. Yeah. During that one moment, you have a specialty knife that you would use to sort of finesse out or like clone out or whatever you want to call it. It's like pre-Photoshop and all that other stuff. Yeah. But he used a big honking like yeah. case cutter. Like, Give me that box cutter. Box cutter knife. And that did make me laugh. It took me out of it for a second, but it brought me right back when they laid down that like this sort of like chemical developer onto the actual printing plate uh-huh. and it showed the like emulsion of the plate itself and i was like all right when he was win. when he
0: was wiping that red wiping over it red, and that it, it was down. that was nice i'll say i'll tell you what in that scene again. took yeah, me I, out I of I the scene
1: the into that world because uh-huh. i yeah. thought it was for me on the outside who knows fuck all about it right right it was a real i love when you get a little peek into something where they're so it was
0: done well it was yeah. done right yeah. um and as a matter of fact in all of the scenes of doing that where you don't see Willem Dafoe, it is an actual ex-con counterfeiter doing the work for Oh, them. wow. Okay. So that's why it was done well. I cringe. I like,
1: the, I like little shit like that. You know what I mean? The, yeah, the yeah. knife the knife size or whatever. Yeah. That, that's great. Yeah.
2: Only for a second did it take me out. But for the most part, they did that really, really well. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, I said, did. when they poured that red, I was psyched that they used great. even the correct like emulsifier for yeah. that specific situation. Yeah. yeah. I could smell it. It's like can I I'm gonna give you I'm <laughs> gonna tell you what it smells like. It smells like uh it smells exactly like wintergreen Canada mints in the white like the white tablets in these gross bags that like grandma's always seemed to have
0: <laughs> and that's what it
2: smells like. It smells like th- that taste. Wow, it's a very Canada tungent, mints. minty gross smell.
0: That doesn't sound too bad to me, but yeah. maybe my yeah, mouth is just cool. dry right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of heavy-handed things in this, and I wrote this down, that, that the second that Chance finds heart <laughs> in, okay. which, in the dumpster dead, and oh, he, sees, yeah, yeah. he sees the blood, which yeah. has obviously been leaking out because he was killed two days earlier. Right. They're in the desert. There's dirt under the dumpster. But there's a like a foot and a half pool of oh, fresh. crimson yeah. fresh blood and he's okay, I know he's in the dumpster. I know it. So right when that right when he opens the dumpster, whatever ha- it, it's like a smash cut to him on the deck at his house on the beach, acting all intense, like they're they're humanizing him, like, okay, we're just gonna cut right to it. He was more than my partner. He was my best friend for right, seven right. years. You know, but you saw the fishing like, pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gave him a fishing pole three days earlier. <laughs> so he sees him and he opens a dumpster. Looks down. They don't show him. They just show him looking down. And then which was surprising. Smash cut to him looking out at the shore with an open beer from the deck of his house. Yeah. You think it's
1: bad editing? You think it was part of the storyboard? Like it's
0: I I I took it as a as a clumsy way to humanize someone who for the rest of the movie they did nothing but. Dehumanize him, which I think was their intention. It just seemed weird that they, there was nothing in between. It was just smash cut. So it made me think that they're trying to make him you like him a little bit or see that he's not all bad. But we all know when we watch the whole movie that he is and is made to look, and you're made to think he's all bad. There's you know, yes. He gets. We're glad what happens. I mean, the guy was a scumbag. (laughs)
2: Uh, you know what? I wouldn't go so far as to say scumbag, but I will say that, like, um,
0: whoa, whoa, the way he was talking to that parolee all the time. Well, my take
2: is they were using each other.
0: There. Well, yeah. Okay. Fun I got fact
2: that. that she was in um, Running Scared with uh, Oh, the female Gregory like Hines whoa. and whoa. Billy Billy Crystal. Crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should do that one. Well, actually, that movie is well,
1: amazing. What, what was her name? <laughs> Actress.
0: Hagen something Hagen or cla- oh, cool. Claudia Hagen she passed away a couple of years oh, ago she
1: yeah. lands interestingly at the end of the picture obviously but yeah you know who doesn't it was
0: land with, um...
2: again I felt bad for like she could not fucking escape yeah that okay. I was actually kind of a sight for her yeah to finally be like free of that albatross and then all of a sudden the dude with the fucking forever receding hairline <laughs> <laughs>
0: Walks in. He was also a scumbag. Dressed in Chance's old clothes. He's thinking, yeah. Wait, wait, oh, my God. <laughs>
1: you think he was a scumbag? Really? What, uh, what's, he his, was, what's the character's name again? He was on the take. Vukovic. He was, Vukovic. Vukovic, yeah.
0: He was... He turned into a scumbag. He wasn't a scumbag before. Wait, uh, wasn't
2: he on the take? Wasn't he the one feeding information to... Um,
0: no, I don't think that was implied. None? No. I didn't get... I didn't sniff okay. any of that out. I just sniffed out that he was just a... A uh, straight cop scared to do anything bad and then went too far. And at the end, he just took the place of it's like, oh, this, maybe this is how chance yeah, that's got the way idea. he is. Okay, it's like, right. eh, you kind of figure people are just like Ch- that. Chance's
1: moral complexity yeah. sort of started bleeding in. <laughs> that dude
2: played the Joe Cool Guy in Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox. He did. Uh, yeah. yeah, he also
1: was on "Fucking Mad About You" for uh, like his okay. whole life, wasn't he? Did yeah, he, that, that's did he
2: roll up his, his sleeves next big on thing. his blazer? I, can't, I, can't really <laughs> I knew he looked familiar, and I remember when I
1: watched it a month ago. I looked it up, and it was like, "That was the guy." Dude, yeah. speaking
2: of like weird ass characters, we need to talk about the complete out of nowhere non sequitur of the wheelchair guy who looked <laughs> just like Patton Oswalt. Okay, I don't know where. <laughs> Why is it that, like, I mean, dude, that would literally be like if they open up the door and a dude in a magician's outfit with, like, pulls a rabbit out of it. It's, it was yeah. as, it didn't take me <laughs> out of the movie, but it took me out of, like, the whole thing of, like, well, wh- what is the significance of him ba- being basi- in the wheelchair? Basically,
0: you knew there was no payoffs. There was it, so. n- not going to be an ass kicking scene. You didn't have, you, you, <laughs> yeah. s- you sat back in your seat right, for five gonna, minutes knowing yeah, that no crazy. That chase no was crazy- by the scruff of his neck. Yeah. Yeah, no one was gonna, no one was going to get bludgeoned in that scene. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I think it was just to set up Willem, Willem uh, Dafoe's character. About that character,
2: it was insane because yeah. he sounded and looked like Patton Oswalt. Yeah, right. If right. I if 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 I was just listening to it, and not watching, he did,
0: he did. Especially, well, I wasn't sure if it was a man or a woman until he turned and I got the full light on him, and it really uh, <laughs> it was something. It was something. I think it was just to make us believe something about Willem Dafoe's character that he's that
2: prolific. Maybe Pro- I don't know. I don't more know if dimensional it's dimensional than I,
0: I would say reckless. Like there's, okay. there's, he's, which they already set up. They make you know. They give him a Ferrari. They give him this Yo, beautiful girlfriend. Home, that he's an artist and, over, and he, he doesn't care eclectic, about his artwork. And he does. And yes.
2: he's a bit with the stuff and the
0: doing. We and, saw him burn his painting in yeah. the beginning. Then someone has to show up and say no. And he had real talent. And I told him these were two nice pieces. And then he burned them. We I get love it that already. The
2: exposition guy had to tell us that he has talent, though. You know, what I mean, and that's <laughs> what made me laugh about it because the painting was so shit.
0: Yes. Uh, yes.
2: But it wouldn't surprise me to find out that they were like, well, actually, the paintings were done by like, you know, the art director's daughter who was in, you know.
0: That is something that w- something I should have dug up. You know,
2: ah, I mean, right. how you, how would you know? Oh, but I would. I so
0: bad you would think about, that someone would yeah. talk about that, you know, online.
2: And can yeah. we just talk about how John Tuturo fucked up everybody in that movie by outacting them?
0: Yes, thank Yo, you for saying scene, that.
2: The scene where well, he, him and Chance, yeah. f- have their first meet cute. And he was just like, "Fuck you, I'm John Turturro." And he just he played that role like a goddamn motherfucker.
0: He had, he definitely I had
2: the
1: best. I felt like some of his lines he was almost like just flowing, like he was just kind of
0: improvising. Or they, something he he, he he did improvise really. They actually said that he improvised a lot of his lines, and they got and they it got seemed kept.
1: So seems so like yeah. lived in, and you know yeah, what that's what I mean. Well, that's Which something has a I gift read for doing, but like, yeah, yeah. really, that right. dude, not surprised.
2: He. He acted circles around dude. everybody in that yeah. goddamn movie, yeah. yeah. And I remember, like, I was mesmerized with Chase Lafarge or whatever his name is, because <laughs> he was in that movie Manhunt.
0: Yeah, the next year, which really broke him.
2: And I had I, I had only, I had seen Manhunt prior to seeing Manhunter. Manhunter, yeah. sorry, yep. yeah. And um, so I was like, yeah, this dude is, a, you know, he's a great actor. You know, Wait, you're thing. talking
1: about Peterson, right, William Peterson? Yeah, William yeah. Peterson.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he's in a couple of scenes with John Turturro, and I'm like, right? It's like fucking baby time follies going on here. It is, but to you be know? fair,
0: he did a. I think he did a good jo- a good job with his character, although his character was a complete tool, uh, <laughs> chance. Yeah. But I think he did a fine job. But you couldn't. You can't compete with Turturro. That's you, insane. There, there's there's no even way.
1: Then, even then, and he was a kid. Yeah. and Even then. Yeah. The, the, you can the, see the, this dude? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, the, obviously he had a smaller role, so he had a little bit less to work with, and yeah. he was yeah. able to. But. but I think I well,
0: I don't want to get off Tortoro. but here the biggest problem is he it. disappears from the movie. Yeah, he gets him out of yeah, jail. That was
1: my big qualm. He
0: he he goes yeah. and gets him, and he and he and he gets him out of the apartment, and he's saying, "You're going to help me now, aren't you?" And he says, "Yes." Yeah,
2: we got to find Rose
0: and Chim. That's the last so we see of him. Is. We don't yeah. hear of him. We don't see of him again.
2: Right, but I mean that was they had to do that as a plot device to try to like to sh- to. You you had to get Tutoro out of there to warn um, yes. Rick Masters. Oh, of you think the oncoming? Oh, yeah.
1: I
0: I wonder no? about okay. that. Could be. I think it was yeah. just a way to. I think they cut something out. I think they they used it to just resolve. Him being on the loose, but I think there was probably supposed to be there's more be a in the of, movie. I think you're right. Think it was on the cutting room floor next yeah. to the
1: horrific violence that you <laughs> pro- <laughs> Probably <laughs> because he outacted everybody. I'm pretty sure William Peterson, his first name was William, was offered the role of Henry Hill in Goodfellas.
2: Holy shit, really?
1: And he turned it down. Which, if you look at the trajectory, because this is 84, he did need a Manhunter after this, right? 86. Yeah, a year
0: late, 86, yeah. I don't know
1: what he did between 86 and 90 when Goodfellas came out. He may have, may have pulled like some Mickey Rourke shit where he just kind of disappeared yeah, and just got fucked up or something, um, or turned his back on the industry. But I'm fairly positive he was offered the role of Henry Hill, which okay. obviously Ray o'da got. right? But, yeah. I mean, first of all, I could see him being perfect for that role. And two, I and mean, then I would have turned him into a goddamn superstar. Yo, And here he is. What I have... What the fuck's he doing now? Who knows?
2: You know? So I have a little bit of a conflicting story for that, yeah. is that Leota was offered the role for Henry Hill for his um, role in something wicked or something wild uh-huh. yeah. with uh, uh, Jeff Daniels and... Um, and uh, Melanie Griffith? Melanie Griffith. Wow. Yeah. I and pulled you that out of my He was a ass. fucking pure psychopath in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. If you know, haven't Leo seen is, that recently, awesome. I dude, mean, he is—he's frightening
1: dude into hell. I think yeah. he's phenomenal. He's but frightening I, th- I think, in that think movie. Peterson would have done a bang-up job. I think he was a great actor. I think he was, in especially in this film, because Manhunter I saw ages ago. Ages ago. Like, me too. Yeah. I mean, I can barely remember a scene. The scene but, that sticks out for me is the
2: one where he puts himself as bait. Uh-huh. In the middle of that courtyard, do you yes. remember that one? 100%. That was the big, like that was a big clutch scene. I don't remember much else about was it. Was he wearing a wig and heels?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're doing that yeah, in the '80s, you're, you're in drag, and then you know.
1: He had, yes. Maybe it was the way the character was written and the way you're the character of fit Crumb. into the bigger picture. Yeah, you know, so yeah. to speak. But he he possesses some kind of complexity. That is hard to put my finger on. And when I was watching this three and a half weeks ago, yeah. I was like, this guy could have just done some amazing shit, you know? I'm and surprised just, that he didn't. Yeah. Me me too. I and I see the trajectory the trail went cold when he turned that roll down. But I thought in this movie, I mean, if we're gonna go full Peterson or I know we've been dancing around it, but yeah, yeah. I thought he was just spectacular in this. Spectacular, uh, and I that was my favorite part of the, of the picture was, was See, his performance, dude. I loved that. I loved
2: dude, his going, acting yeah. right up until he had that one scene with John Tuturo, mm. and I kind of felt like they were doing like a uh, sort of like you know, that Charlie Chaplin two dictators thing, trying to like <laughs> and each act other. off, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're going, down. Act act off. It was wild off. just watching her. I was like, oh, this is kind of and it was kind of pulling me out of the movie oh, watching here. them trying to, like, yeah, yeah. I guess I was I pleasantly
1: surprised because yeah. you know you know Willem Dafoe is a fucking force of nature.
2: Yeah, I mean the dude is—he's one of the greatest yeah.
1: actors of all time. Yeah. In my—I mean, he's a top ten for me. By I will far. say that
2: I'm glad that he kept it sort of in the stable, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know
0: what I mean? so there's There's a little sign Dafoe, of wow. Billy Wait, DeFoe, Peru here yeah, right, right. yeah. or there, but yeah. you know, yeah. Dafoe is a, a
1: powerhouse. You know, Tutoro is, is a powerhouse yeah. as we just discussed. Yeah. I guess Peterson was more of a surprise to me. I was like, "What the fuck happened to this guy? This guy had chops. I he, had co- he had that. He had that moral complexity. Yeah. He. Uh, I mean, the casting director should get a fucking Oscar for that. I mean, he nailed that part. He was yeah. perfectly picked for it. Yeah. yeah. I think so. he
0: was just too short. I think that's just what happened. <laughs> how, how, how tall was he? I don't know, but I. I think he analogy? was. Sh- I think he was too short. No, it's not. But I, I think he. He was cast. I think because it was such a low budget. He was in something, this would have been his film debut, except he was in a Michael Mann uh, role, a small one, um, but this was his first starring role. But it would have been his first movie had, had he not had a bit part in mm-hmm. some Michael Mann film a year or two, two years before um, To Live and Die in L.A., which is funny because then Michael Mann came back and got him for Manhunter Right after he probably, I don't know if he had seen this performance I don't think there was he would time, have to. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think there, there would be heat. time for him to then say when the movie comes out, and you know it's already in development. So I am sure we, Manhunter was yeah, already yeah, he was yeah, already agreed yeah, on as he was acting a in Travolta, this film.
1: Man could have pulled a Travolta and got him in for Heat or something. You know what I mean? Could have, like, yeah. But Maybe he just didn't want it. That happens. Rourke, same to go back to Mickey Rourke, same deal. Didn't want it. You know what I mean? So who knows? Yeah, but, well, who knows.
0: I think I think everyone I think everyone did a good job. I mean, with their role in this, that's that's a problem for yeah. me is I, I really want to fall on the side of like good story, some good writing, some really good acting. But, you know, because of the time, there was some obviously some heavy handed, um, you know, smash cuts, and yeah. things like that, just to get the information across from you, like our friend in the wheelchair.
2: Like <laughs> Heavy-handed <the weird laughs> smash cuts. <laughs> I love that. I just wish that that would have paid off a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I re- I wrote down... This is literally what I wrote down. The Fong twist. And I put several exclamation points. The Fong twist. The twist. The big plot twist with Fong. Yeah.
1: I was going to ask if you thought it was like a major twist here or it was just... I if mean... Yeah.
2: It was... a bonkers, I, I've never saw a coming twist. Didn't see it coming, alright. Yeah. Didn't see Nordic it coming guy, so, yeah. at all, yeah.
0: yeah. Now, uh, you didn't see it coming, and what, what, what did they, were gonna end up killing him? Am I... Well, I'm. they didn't kill him. Oh, really oh the yeah, they didn't kill him. Technically, they Technically, didn't. They I'm didn't like, kill, the I a mean, I mean, the guy got killed.
2: <laughs> to be fair, you're right, like, yeah, they, they didn't serve him the poison steak. No, but he the, choked his, on it, no own, his own his yeah. own agents his own agents killed, killed him when
0: their car got rear-ended, and he just bolted off a shot. He's yo, like,
2: oops. To the as, at first, I'm like, okay, well, so Fong's got some backup goons that are like making sure that he's safe, but then they shoot him in his underwear.s Right, and then um,
0: and then at roll call,
2: and it turns into that chase, the car chase that we talked about at the beginning of the whole thing, which, which was. I, I didn't realize that that was the French Connection, right. one of the top car chase scenes of all time in the history of car chase scenes, other than Bullet,
1: And yep. is going to be the French stack, Connection. How to stack up to French Connection. I wanted to ask you both. That, come no, into this. That, I, don't think, I didn't love it as much as the French Connection. Okay. But, I,
0: I don't recall. I don't, think that it, I don't think it could stand up to it, but it is. he did say that if the scene that they wrote or proposed wasn't good enough, that he wouldn't put it in the movie because he, his measure was french yeah. connection right okay which yep. was funny for me to then realize oh he made french connection so i that's get why that's super high bar. I thought, I thought it was sharper
1: i thought it was just a really? little okay. i thought it was tighter and i thought that maybe, it was you're right yeah. it was tight it was you know, a, because
2: yeah. it wasn't as some of, those,
1: some of those angles were just uh, yeah. when was french connection uh, Se- 70 71 i think 76 75.
0: oh maybe i don't know i mean
1: it's
0: so mid-70s. It, yeah, I think you're right. I think I'm thinking of 71 for a, another movie that I downloaded today. Um, mm.
1: The apparatus had come a, a ways since then, yeah, and they yeah, used yeah. it to their advantage with that chase scene, I thought. I thought it was, it was just great. It was yeah. amazing. It and was it,
2: great. And the actual getaway, like yeah. going down the, like the emergency like flood right. pit. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that, and I loved that he was like, we're going to go the wrong
1: way. Wow. It was gripping. It worked. Was,
2: yeah. It all worked. It Every says, single bit of it worked. The only thing that didn't work for me is fucking kid in the back seat <laughs> <laughs> being sick the whole time. They
0: may as well have had him in a car seat. It yeah. probably would have been. Because then he started screaming and holding his face after the bullet came through the window, I think.
2: And I was hoping that he got shot and that he wasn't going to make yeah. it. But that oh, was, uh, yeah, I love wow, the line
0: when they got be. away and he's freaking out. What the fuck are we going to do? And Chance is on, standing on the trunk, kicking out the rest of the windshield, yeah. saying pretty much... What do you mean? We're lucky as shit. It's only a windshield. We can, we can go down to the auto parts store and fix this today and get it back to carpool. Because <laughs> if they right, yeah. if they weren't able to do it, their goose would have been cooked. So, right. they, so then I pictured them going to an auto parts store, buying a back windshield, right. throwing it in, and then just dropping the car off. Like, oh, like no, nothing, nothing happened. happened.
2: Nothing happened. Nothing. Like, nothing at all happened. Meanwhile, the guy the thing is like, yo, the frame's bent. I got like... <laughs> All the control arms in the front are all bent. Well, it's got no oil pan. All the motor pan. mounts are... Yeah, the oil pan is... Where's the, oil, where's the pan? oil pan? What happened with that? Is, well... That was gone in minute one <laughs> of the eight-minute
0: yeah. chase, the oil pan. Like, come on. It's looking for the big black pool as the car drove away because I saw the tires collapse a couple of times on cars. Oh, yeah.
1: and, yeah. I mean, but you know, car chases, there's a choreography. Yeah. It is, it's of great. And and like, it, and it, it was great. Yeah. And, and it, it says, dance the, scene.
0: dance. The, the running scene through the airport, interestingly, uh, was not allowed. They weren't supposed to do that. Okay. And they actually, wait, wait, wait. they weren't supposed to run through they the were, airport? They were not supposed to run on top of all that safety issues. You know, he's running on top of the moving yeah, sidewalk. Yeah. None of that was approved by the airport. Or Holy the airport shit, security, why? they weren't supposed to do it. The way they got away with it was, they were saying that they were rehearsing, uh-huh. and he had them do it once in rehearsal and just filmed it. And when they Freaking, bro. and when he did it in rehearsal, they came over and they got in trouble for it. But he said that they were just rehearsing. But he had in fact filmed it. And a lot of times on this film, from what I read online, he did not. They the director did not like them to rehearse and sometimes he would tell them they were rehearsing and he would film them and use those takes. The strip club scene, which I thought was really a cool scene when uh, he goes, parks, and walks around that circular building into the front of the uh, strip club where his um, source gives him the information it's about not really Fong. a strip
2: club, though. More of a, a titty club. modern dance club. go-go. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Which an 80s trope. Some elephant oh. room shit. Yeah. yeah. So but Jumbo's... What was the place? Jumbo's Big Room in Los Feliz. Oh, that sounds Lynch, familiar. David Lynch spot. Oh, okay. It's where he wrote all of Racerhead, apparently. And he would just go into... John- yeah. We need to talk about one thing.
2: Yes. And at one hour and 39 minutes, mm-hmm. and I wrote this down, um, I just didn't give a shit anymore about the movie. <laughs> I just stopped fucking caring and was like, I need this movie to be over with. Damn. Wow! And then, out of nowhere, what, what Daphne going? Moon shows up.
0: She was she was there in the first five minutes. Was she? Yes. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, Jane Levy.
2: What is her name? Jane Levy. Okay. No,
0: Jane Leaves. I'm sorry, it's Leaves. L E E V E S.
2: She was at 139. Like I said, I was ready to give up on the movie. Willem Dafoe, his special lady friend, and Daphne from Fraser gives her as a present. Like, uh, yeah, well, they're in, like, a special, and she's massaging this woman's feet. Oh, right? that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was prior to the present. Damn, this was,
1: was yes. just before that the was present. was fucking Daphne.
2: Yeah, that was Daphne Moon. I was like, mm, wow. all right.
0: she was in the first dance club scene with the interpretive dance. Which I she mean, was she was looking in the mirror, taking her makeup off, while Willem Dafoe was over talking to his girlfriend, and she like gestured to her about something. Yeah. and she looked in the mirror back at them while she was taking off the lower half of right, her makeup. The, yeah,
2: that, those stupid.
0: And you again,
2: pointless. Stupid. No payoff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You guys know her at, from Fraser. Yeah. My yes. first exposure Inside to Fault. her was a TV series in the early to mid-80s where she played some character named Blue or Blue was in the title. It was about a radio station or something. I meant to look it up beforehand, but I'm sure someone not, on the planet would not remember. Throb. Not Throb. I would remember that.
2: Okay, because that was a radio station. No, no. That was about a record label.
0: Yeah, you're right. Throb, 86 to 88. Yeah, yeah. Blue. Prudence and Blue Bartlett. I All can't right. believe that was the name. That is a fucking pull.
1: Man, I'm so surprised. Well, I don't know. I love this sort of the discombobulation I'm experiencing right now. Because going into this, I was like, <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about a movie that Tony and Tom love. <laughs> that they celebrate and like they watched it in their youth. They just rewatched it. It mapped on gloriously and let's fuck. And I love, I I love that this is just a total like it's a it's a not a U turn, but it's just like a no, whoa, we, a we wrong, Like
0: we both took the same hard left, and we're both yeah, going. No, <laughs> it's
1: very very interesting. So there must I, have I been dig that about this
2: back in the day. Yeah h b o would do this thing where they would like advertise the ever living fuck out of movies, mm-hmm. right? And we're going back to when they had the big clicker bot like beggung, baggung, baggung, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and you would have to like click it. Um, and this was one of those movies that like I wasn't allowed to watch. It was like too sure too you know, whatever, too yeah. too much. it was too risky it was free yeah. yeah, which it is ironic guy. because I could have watched che- cheech and Chong as much as I wanted, but this was somehow too you know, too much. Having said that, like, like I said earlier, I only saw up until the trash can scene. And then after that, it was like, all right, well, you know, maybe I blocked it out or maybe it was too heavy or, yeah. you know, whatever. Oh, no,
1: it's just very fascinating. Yeah, you know, I love coming into this not knowing that this was a celebrated yeah, yeah. motion picture event for you guys. And that. Yeah. It- it didn't really land when you watched Yo, it today.
2: This movie actually fucking pissed me off
1: on a few so you, levels. You said that before we press record. I I, I want to hear more about that, but I also yeah no have... go on. I was I really hear that. ready to
2: go at one thirty nine. Even though Daphne Moon was in it, the movie just was like it was losing the plot. Yeah, the Fong twist pissed me off because it was too easy. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just we were the, it's not going. The movie's not going anywhere. Okay, nobody's winning or losing. It was, it, was, it was really getting monotonous. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was becoming like, all right, how many times are we going to go down these rabbit holes and not right. come up with any...
0: I think, I think the problem was that we, we watched the full version. People okay. were complaining on Amazon about the DVD being only like an hour and 20 minutes where they cut so much out of it. They're like, warning, do not buy this. It's not the movie that you saw.
2: Mm. Oh, I wonder what they would have cut out.
0: Well, they did mention something about the poker chip.
2: Oh, at, yes. And
0: how they, yeah, they had cut out the funny, scene in the desert yeah, early yeah. on, but they left in when he was you know, contemplating the poker chip yeah. at the bar or whatever, like an hour later. Yeah. It's like, you bring the poker chip back once. Right. You know, it's like, but I guess, I don't know how they could have cut it out. Well, they wouldn't have cut out the whole desert scene. They probably just cut him, cut him out going to the dryer and looking at it and finding... Poker chips, okay. But the, apparently, there was a lot cut out in the, in the DVD version that's out right now. Okay, that people are complaining about.
1: No, that
2: makes sense because um, so yeah, because the movie does hit a brick wall a few times, right?
1: So, but you're talking expressly in the terms of the plot of the movie, the pacing, the flow, yeah, right? The 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 pacing on like the third act, right? Okay, is, yeah. it's
2: just look, I you. I'm an armchair expert at this shit at best, but it f- kept fucking stopping and losing the bigger picture stuff to the point where I was like I can't I don't care about these characters, I don't care what happens, <laughs> I just want this to be done. And it just became a chance needs to get his man. Type of so thing. did they did yeah. it,
1: but did they did they plant that counterfeiting flag with the money at the outset so that that would just sort of be rattling around in your head and uh, then as it developed yeah. Like that was there, like that was planted as sort of like again an an archetype, a pattern of behavior that you mapped on psychologically. But I don't know. But this is what I meant, (laughs) fucked up way. At the beginning, this is what
2: I meant about it devolved from a movie about counterfeiting. Yeah, and it to me it should have stuck with that counterfeiting, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: glitzy, sleek L.A. with a lot of sepia.
1: I mean you, right? s- you say it out loud and like this is a movie but I then wanna it, fucking watch. You know? Then
2: it just turned into like Chance needs to get his man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and that's what fucking bummed me out about that third act. Like I said, where I just stopped giving a shit about everybody, it was they they let me they let us down because they stopped um they stopped with that part of it and right. they just kinda went on to like and there was no real police work. It was just... there wasn't procedural at all. Nothing. It was, it was, just, not <laughs> it was just grabbing people yeah, with the scruffs of their shirt and like trying to rough them up. And, yeah. and then we find out about Fong, right? <laughs> and then we find out that he's an agent, and they're looking for their car specifically right. with no, pl- no plates, conveniently. Mm-hmm. Even though they went through, like, Christ, like nine counties. Oh,
0: yeah. I will, Backwards. S- I will I will <laughs> say him trying to get into Fong's briefcase on amazing. that bridge piling. Yeah. I'm like, no stuntman for this. This guy is going one, to pound town. It's like a the Samsonite take. commercial from the 70s yeah, with the, the ape gorilla, jumping yeah. up on. I mean, I'm waiting for him to break his hand in nine places. That was, was a, went a one
2: take, and I promise you that when the thing finally broke, he was on the verge of being like dude can we just cut <laughs> that, if, if there was ever a commercial for one of those briefcases that yeah. would be oh, well,
0: well he did a lot of his own driving too they said so oh, I don't shit. know okay. maybe he's just uh, that, that tough that cool that icy I doubt it but alright I seriously <laughs> doubt it too I did like all of the um, red sunsets and I, I liked I liked the look of the film between the grittiness and then showing all those really glaring like kind of nuclear red sunsets yeah. throughout the film no, and purple and stuff. I love that California. stuff. I love that. That, like, that got me right up. That was good stuff. I like the, the look of it. I loved where they filmed. I loved the way they showed all the backdrops where they were filming. I did enjoy that part of it. But there are a lot of... Like the workout scene I have written down. The workout scene when... Yeah, when they're, when they're working out and going over you know, this potential deal. The conversation takes place. It starts while they're working out. And then they kind of, the middle of the conversation takes place when they're in the locker room changing out of their workout gear. And the last part of the conversation takes place when they're in the steam room. Right. It's like they saved like four lines of dialogue for each, for each, um, for each sequence. And it's like, so you're telling me it took you, Probably an hour and a half.
2: But even more ridiculous was the conceit that we're supposed to later on in the movie, we're supposed to understand that um, uh, Rick Masters knew yeah. the whole time that these two guys were blowing smoke up his ass and they were lightweights.
0: Yeah, what that? How, you know how, know what I mean? how idea, did that idea, come yeah. into being? Because they, when they well, met about the deal, because Rick Masters
2: says to him like. A lot of people want the money. Yeah. They all do. And everyone knows, and he's talking about himself in third person. Everyone knows that Rick Masters needs the money up front. Yeah. Right? So they didn't have any dough. And he's like, well, that means one of two things. You're either a stroker or you're a cop. Right. And either way, you got nothing.
0: Yeah. See, now... See, I mean? Yeah, for me, yeah. it was about the next time when they went to deliver the money that they had stolen off of Fong. And they were so adversarial and aggro.
2: With his F- blue F-
0: underwear yeah. with the white piping. Uh, <laughs> 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 he really got caught with his pants down on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, w- so, so when they went to drop off the 30 grand, and I get it, it was because they had just killed someone they didn't intend to kill and had this huge chase, right. but they carried that energy into their meeting with Rick Masters, and they pretty much throw the thirty grand at him, and they're acting back and forth so aggro like they're about to fist fight And it's like, yeah. you guys yeah, yeah. haven't really completed the deal yet, and you're both acting like you know, you're you trying to get over on each other. It's like you're supposed to be in bed together over something that can really expose you. Well,
2: because Rick Masters knew that these guys were either cops or... Yeah,
0: he, I, I, I can believe he knew something yeah. was going on, but for Chance to walk in as a cop being undercover and act like, fuck you about everything. Right, right, right. (laughs) When he's, you know, he should be acquiescing to everything that he says. I
2: 100% agree. And this is why, like I said, this movie started to fucking lose me for just that reason. It's like, why are you so confrontational? All of a sudden, All of a sudden, out of nowhere, even though, like, you, he was the one that created the Fong situation. Yeah. He was the one that got Fong killed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then no, no, on, no, no, no. The guy in the Plymouth satellite that rear-ended the car on the bridge got Fong killed. Because he was shooting randomly, but when he, the car rear-ended their car on the bridge, he jolted and shot Fong.
2: Had they not kidnapped Fong
0: in the first place, it, he wouldn't Fong have been would have been all right. Yeah, the
1: Fucking Fong
0: debacle,
2: dude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, but they, but they got yeah. They were getting really aggro with him, which yeah. again it, it pulls you out of it. I did I did like I did like the scene with when he first met them at the gym and they came in and told him he had a phone call and he had to go out and talk to his girlfriend and she told him everything they she found in their car. Oh, you know, the correspondence that was an awesome scene. Yeah, from from everything they said, yeah. it was like you know I have a blue house in Cincinnati. Yeah. And I take photos of it all the time. That's he amazing. comes out. What did you find? She's like, I found photos. He's About like, Was it a of a was it w- w- was it of a blue house? She's like, Yes. Then he's like, what was, so was the address
2: was the address of Palm people, Springs? Yeah. <laughs> he's like,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. The clothes with Palm Springs right. labels in it. <laughs> so ridiculous. Another thing that, well, one of many heavy handed things when he was when when Willem Dafoe was burning his studio and Vukovic went there in the end. And he knew how to find him. He, he right after he right after he blew off Chance's face. I see you pointing to something. It made Let's me hear it.
2: Fucking mad! I yelled at my. I was watching it on the computer. I yelled at my computer.
0: Was it? Did around. it have anything to do with the fact that Willem Dafoe hit him with a two by four in the side of the head, and then when he fell to the ground, he gave him about four good whacks as hard as he could hit him. Yeah. And then somehow, 30 seconds later, he woke up and shot him, even though I'm like, what was he hitting him in the foot then? <laughs> that guy was dead. He was dead. Yeah. There's no way you beat with someone like that with a two by four when they're already knocked out on the ground. And then you turn your back and they're like, oh, I came to, found my gun and shot you dead nuts right. in the face. I, yeah. De- I again, dead
2: to rights, struck a nerve. In my yeah. haze. No, what struck a nerve for me was the locker room scene, they're He's getting the, the freshly printed money from, yeah. you know, uh, I'm forgetting his name already. Rick Masters? I'm forgetting Rick Masters' name. Never forget
0: that. He's
2: collecting the freshly printed money, um, <laughs> and then it turns into a gunfight, and our hero gets shot in the face. Yes.
0: Like Very Very okay, so yeah, controversial know,
1: you know? move. Well, so, yeah, well... You did you, you guys both hated that I take it? I hated it.
0: Um I didn't hate it. I actually um <laughs> I actually said cheered? getting his face blown off saves the movie just because uh, you know it was only yeah, because I was yes. I was in the I was in the mindset of like oh, yeah. it, you're a piece of shit and no one likes you and
1: very on brand for just, Tom. Just, the yeah. just his, his
0: moral compass. I yeah. will say though, they they did they didn't like that ending. The the studio obviously because right. that's not something you do. Sure. And they did film an alternate ending, and the director looked at it and just stuck with the end. I think the alternate wait, 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 ending it
1: was alternate ending like he survived somehow.
0: Yeah the 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 alternate ending.
1: Shopit survived or he.
0: No, the there alternate shouldn't. ending was that Vukovic got killed, which is what you would think would of happen. Course. Yes, of course, exactly. that's what yeah. would happen in nine out of ten movies with this going on. And that... Well, then there is
1: another movie it reminded me of. But, then yeah.
0: Chance was uh, sent off to Alaska, or Chance and Vukovic. I'm not sure <laughs> if it was two separate endings. Chance and Vukovic were sent off, off to Alaska to some outpost in... There was a scene of them watching their chief talking it's about it on Hogan's TV back of in that. LA.
2: Getting sent to the cold front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. So no wonder why he decided to yeah, keep his face getting blown off. I yeah.
1: didn't I didn't like a it, dislike. The alternative. It. All it reminded me of was when Brolin's character in No Country for Old Men. You guys yeah, have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the blue at the motel just loses his face. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they don't they don't show it happen, obviously. But you come across the crime scene, and there, there's our fucking quote unquote protagonist. Yeah. Which, if this movie is has one, it's yeah. fucking Peterson, it's, right? Yeah, he's it, he's the us. It, it seemed like it, it reminded me of that almost immediately, and I, it's funny you mentioned that because I was yeah. like, yeah, the studio in the mid '80s is going to hate this. Yeah, they did. stuff. Yeah. and they did. I'm not yeah. surprised to hear that. Yeah, um, but I guess because. There's rattling around in my head. There's a No Country. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's possible. That's a thing. That well, happens. it worked yeah.
0: for them. I don't think it worked.
1: I don't. It think did it now, work. Yeah. No, even either.
0: though I was glad to see him get his face blown off, just because I personally believed I didn't like him. That's so Tom. I love but that. I love you know, it.
2: <laughs> it pissed me off that he didn't get his uh, man. Yeah. We get all. We get all the way to the end. We get all the way to the top of the ladder. Yeah. And we're denied the justice that we've wanted for the entire hour and forty minutes
1: of this fucking movie. Sure, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I feel to that. Top I back off, that. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm trained into not like the guy that shoots him
2: is. Almost, it's almost comedic how he gets shot. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, totally. They disposed of him just as quick.
2: Yeah. yeah. Was really. Uh,
0: I guess we know who would have won that fight between them in the bottom of the stairwell. <laughs> yeah, Neither true. of them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so that at least that got solved. Yeah. What I enjoyed the most was just looking at it. Yes. The backgrounds, the LA, the the refineries, oh, the shipping, you know, though,
2: the. When, uh, here's a little continuity fuck up that they made that pissed me off a little bit. Uh, we watch. The little, um, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? I'm like forgetting all these people's names. Not Chance. I just go by the actor. Vukovic. We watch Defoe and Uh, fucking.
0: William Peterson.
2: William Peterson (laughs) die in the. Not die in the fire. Peterson gets out. Defoe dies in the fire. The Ferrari is in the garage.
0: Oh, yeah. So then 15
2: minutes later, the girlfriend uh, and Daphne Moon. She she shows up in the Ferrari, toots the old horn skis.
0: Wow! Damn. Did and not. off
2: they drive, and I'm like, wait, didn't we watch the Ferrari die in the fire along with? Yes, the yes.
0: I read another continuity. Was
1: another problem.
0: brilliant problem, but this brilliant. one far outweighs that one. This one was okay. like, you know, he comes into the bar and puts down his whatever. But if you look, when he's walking in, it's already there on the table. You know, something like that. Love but it. that one yeah, is egregious. No, that's, that's gnarly. Because I saw the Ferrari in the background, yeah. and I was like, ooh, okay. Oh, I was like, all right. He
2: knew he was going to die there.
0: Just for glamour. It was just for glamour.
2: You need to leave a... You
1: should get away yeah, with that shit in the 80s, man. Like, I guess so. I not, think that, not with us. Just got, we've just got <laughs> better at making movies. Whole other topic.
0: Yeah. Yep. Laboring over them.
2: I'm psyched that I watched. I'm fucking pumped that I've actually finally all these years later watched the whole movie and mm. like been able to as an adult process and it. And it, it takes
0: you back somewhere. Cuz Lethal Weapon doesn't take but you I'll back. I'll never watch it again. Yeah.
2: Lethal Weapon doesn't. Ta- lethal Weapon is a fucking to clown me, shoes. To so me to me audiences. these
0: movies because you never saw them back then. They're like seeing photographs that you didn't know exist from yeah, the past. Yeah, yeah. Now that's I, that's I can we, go yeah. back and see, "Oh, yeah, this is footage from the mid-'80s in LA that I've never yeah. seen All right let's, uh, let's end this so that right. we can uh, socialize a little bit, actually talk to each other. What are we gonna do What are we doing next time? Tonight?